Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19. I'm just, where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? I, they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally like he dropped Superman down like the drain. Comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big baseball show. We're glad to have you with us from the Dave in the City studios at the home of champions, Southern California, and also in Lexington, or somewhere around Lexington, Kentucky, because we have breaking news from the weekend. Um, our namesake, Medina Spirit, won the Kentucky Derby. Look at that that cool guy right there, crossing the finish line, first place. That is the coolest thing. And now, uh, uh, this idea, all the love to him. He, showed, he told us about Medina Spirit and the Derby. He really liked his chances. Then I found out that Bob Baffert was training him. It just seemed like a no-brainer. We all had to have a bet on him. And I think a lot of us from the MikeFrancesa.com did. So kudos to him. Congratulations to Medina Spirit winning the Kentucky Derby. It was a lot of fun to watch that. So uh, so today on this program, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about baseball. And there's no better ba- guy to get for baseball. Well, there are a lot of good guys to get for baseball. But this is one of them, certainly. And one of the big ones. Uh, our friend Jerry Will. Jerry Piscataway. What's going on, buddy? Dave, thanks for having me on, man. It's been a while. It's been a while since we were able to talk baseball here. It's been, I've been doing my podcast, been busy, but always got to come home, right? This is where it started. So uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. And, and how is everything going with the? How's everything going with the LGY Pod? It's going well. I mean, I wish I could put some more effort towards it that I've been able to. Life gets busy. Um, I think I've said this before. I commend you big time for how you've kept up with the pod and how you've kept things going and you know you've been able to um you know do shows whether it's weekly and on all these topics it's hard man um it's hard to find time it's hard to find ways to market and do things like that i had all these crazy ideas when i first started and then life gets in the way you know you're doing three different things and you know between your personal life and work life you know i'm lucky if i'm able to do an episode a week at this point so um it's going good though i mean getting a lot of good feedback i feel like my pod is a lot of um what fans feel um i'm not in any way affiliated with the yankees so i have no i no reason to shill or suck up to them i call it like i see it mm-hmm. and uh you know i'll have those pods i'll come out in the morning i'll be emotional pissed off like every other fan i'm not you know gonna sit there to try to be the uh brightest guy in the room it's just um it's just fun and i think i i think i can voice a lot of what the rational fans and what the what the fans are feeling whether it's the day after a game or you know something that happens so i feel like that my podcast is a good uh, landing spot for that. Love it. And on this special daytime Ditcal today, we invite all of you watching live on YouTube. We simulcast on YouTube and do the podcast at the same time. If you're watching on YouTube today, um, please do not hesitate to ask any question about baseball, any team, any player, anything, you know, fan duel, fantasy baseball, actual baseball. Oh, bring it on. I would yeah. love it. Some fantasy baseball chat would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, sure. it, 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 we are all about it here. So go ahead and send any question you want in the chat on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube today, and we'll we'll take care of it. And Cap and I have a lot have been following the league, um, and have a pretty reasonable amount I think this year, just given even as busy as we are. So we're we're happy to help you. And uh, let's let's talk about some baseball. So we're talking about two teams where that are. Now, look, Andy called me on when I said struggling out, limping out of the gate. Now, the Dodgers started 13-2. and two. They, they are not limping out of the gate, but they are limping now, def- most definitely. Like, literally, everybody's beating them right now. They lost, like, what did you say, like 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10? I think the, the stat that I saw was 10 out of the, And I didn't realize, like, I knew that they were scuffling because I, you know, obviously check the scores on our fantasy teams, you know, every night. Yep. But I didn't realize they were scuffling as bad as they were. I, I saw the stat. It was 10 of their last 13 at one point. Yeah, it's brutal. I, things really went into a free fall when um, the Padres had to, like uh, were, the Dodgers were seven to one in I think it was the seventh or the eighth inning on Sunday Night yeah. Baseball. That and was the Padres crazy. nibbled away and went to extra innings and they beat them. And it's like once they tied the game, I was like, oh, forget it. Like you know, because the bullpen is so bad this year. It's such a horror. I was gonna I was gonna ask you because obviously you know people who don't follow the Dodgers daily 
just see their roster and see what they have. And they treat them like this unbeatable force, this unbeatable machine. And yes, they're super talented and their starting pitching staff has a lot of arms there. But I was going to ask you the question is, what is their Achilles heel? Why are they struggling? Obviously, injuries is one. You know, that that's that you can see whether you're a casual fan or an everyday fan. You see that, you know, you know Bellinger's down. This you know, the news with May is not good. So it seems like every time I'm turning on Rotowire and looking for fantasy stuff, I see there's a Dodger injury. So I was gonna ask you, you know, for you, what is the what has been the issue you guys um scuffling so bad? Has it been the the bullpen? Has it been the offense? What's been the issue over these past, you know, week week and a half two weeks well it's injury well injuries but you know injuries can only be an excuse to a point but but it's two principal issues and i think one of them is going to work itself out and the other one i don't think is and so number one is the lineup has been just terrible like they they average like two runs a game and they've averaged like two runs a game in the last like two two weeks until like sunday when they scored 16 but um, I don't. And I think- saw the guys that scored for you guys aren't like Beatty was one of them. Right. Uh, I know Pollock had a grand there slam. Were, I don't there know. were two grand slams. Yeah, yeah. It was a close so, game until the two grand slams. Yeah. It's not like your main guys. It's not like um, the you know uh, Seegers and Betts. I saw I mean, Betts' number aren't numbers aren't bad. I saw I saw it's like an eight twenty seven OPS. Yeah. They're not bad, but missing um, Bellinger obviously hurts. And I think so. How's Justin Turner playing this year? Uh, I mean, he's been. I mean, I haven't looked. I can go look at his numbers, but. I mean, I think he's okay. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think it's really. Because I think it's surprising that, and you know, the Yankees as well. When you're looking at a team's issues, you never thought it'd be the Dodger offense or the Yankee offense, yeah. and that's what's been the issues for the Yankees and been the issues for the Dodgers, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And it's, again, it's extremely early, it's, and the weather hasn't not, even started to warm up. Yeah, so we're barely you're not even a month into this. Yeah. So I'm not. Even wor- I'm actually not even that worried about the offense, honestly. Mm-hmm. So Turner's having a great start. He's hitting like 337. Yeah, so he's, I saw doing, that, yeah. he's doing very well. Like, I don't think that's even the issue. Um, it's the fact that Bellinger hasn't played most of the season. It's the fact that uh, you know like maybe some guys that you thought would be better. I mean, Munch. I think where's Munch right now? I should look at the. Let's go look at this. I can just go get it all here in baseball reference. You know, the games kind of fly by and you forget. But uh, Oh, you know what a big one was? That's right. Kevin Lux has not been up to performing up this. That's a big one. That's a big and one. And that was a guy that I've been high on fantasy-wise, yeah. too. You know, our, you know, the team that we own together, and there was another yeah. team. that I'm very, I was high on Gavin Lux. Cause, and the people were talking before the season that if Gavin Lux takes off, maybe they'll be hesitant to bring back Corey Seager in free agency. Um People have talked about that on Twitter. I don't know the intricacies of it, but um, Lux hasn't done anything. No, he one twenty six. He's yeah, he hasn't done anything. He's been dodging. He's and I know he's battled injury too, but that's not. It's just a slow start for him. Maybe he comes around. Um, it is very, very, very early. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still yeah, haven't yeah. went to a game in, in a T-shirt yet, and that's the majority of the season. Is you're watching baseball in T-shirts, so <laughs> we haven't even gotten to that level where yeah. you know the weather's yeah. warmed up, and you know, so we have it's a marathon. We got five months for guys to you know get back going, and I think it'll be fine. Like the lineup, I'm not even worried about it at all. The bullpen, on well, the other hand, uh, nobody's doing well. Nobody. Like I, so trying and your guy. He's just kept getting guys in base every time I see him. Like he's been yeah, struggling with control. They put Grat, they put Bruce Dar Grado all on yeah. the IL, and that's I mean, he must have that. been hurt before that too because he just looked like garbage. And then yeah. Gonzalez kind of looked like garbage. How and about David Price? He looks like garbage, and he's on the IL. Same thing. Like he, he's yeah. just walking everybody. He stinks. I know. He's having a bad year, but. Yeah. It's that's where I'm a little bit more suspicious. I don't know if the the bullpen is going to come around, but I think the lineup will because they've been proven time and time again they'll be okay. Then they got guys out too. And and you you and I have discussed this also on a 2019 preview show, on um, no, a 2019 uh, postseason preview show. And I think we discussed in 2022 about the Dodger bullpen. You know, we discussed you know uh, Kenley Jansen and when is. He, you know, he hasn't, you know, in, in the past, he wasn't looking good. Mm-hmm. When is he finally going to fall off a cliff? And we didn't think the Dodgers had enough in the back of the bullpen in 19 and didn't have enough in the back of the bullpen in 2020. And in 19, they, they didn't. Obviously, they yeah. lost uh, it, to the to the Nationals. And then, um, you know, 2020, they won, they won a championship. So uh, things could change quick, you know. Yeah, things yeah. Can change I, quick, you know? yeah I mean, I, I was just going to say that 
you know, the fun thing that's interesting about about uh, Jansen is that he does seem to have his velocity back up. I was I, thinking, that's, uh, that's yeah, very interesting. I, like, so yeah. I think if, at least give it to him for that. Um, he's still. I so I was down on him. Yeah. In 2019, and then this year, I'm like, all right, this could be the year where he finally just falls off a cliff. And then if we, you have fantasy wise, you have Trinan, maybe he slides into the closer role, and we have the closer on a hundred plus win team. And that's just not what's happening no. at all. It's not just the fact that. And, and a big part of it is that training himself hasn't really been doing that. Yeah. Great. yeah. So, um, so let's get in some questions. There's one from, <laughs> this is one from Goober USA, AKA Sharon. And Sharon asks, are the Dodgers still on pace for 126 wins? <laughs> 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 uh, don't you love that? Uh, I mean, certainly these projections are always short-sighted. <laughs> they start great, and then you're like, ah, they're going to win 130 games. Well, the, cra- the, cra- the crazy thing is the division has not – I look today, they're, they are probably the best division in baseball right yeah. now, yeah. Um, record-wise. You know, the Giants have a winning record. The Dodgers have a winning record. The Padres have a winning record. And some of the other teams aren't – I think I believe the Diamondbacks have a winning record too. You can double-check that. But I thought either they were two games above 500 or like two games under 500. I thought, th- I thought they had a winning record. Um, let me check that here. Yeah, they're two games. Oh, yeah, so every team but the Rockies have a winning record in your division. So the division's been playing good, and um, obviously things will even out over the course of the season. I still think that the Dodgers and the Padres are the cream of the crop of that division. Yeah. But um, the, the, both teams are not without some warts. Um, you know, so we'll see how that plays out throughout the year. Um, Sharon asks a serious question. He asks, "Oh, let me get myself on camera before." I... Oh, I am on camera. What am I saying? Um, so uh, Sharon asks, do you think the opt-out of 2020 hurt price? Pitchers are creatures of habit, so to ramp up for 2021, could it have been too much? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely possible. I think it's definitely possible. I mean, obviously, pitchers get get hurt, and they miss seasons, and they come back. I think maybe that's some of it, but, you know, also you got to look at price. You know, he's getting older, has a lot of innings on his arm. And uh, I didn't know how great he was going into 2020 anyway, how good he was going to be. But um, the creatures of habit thing is definitely true. And I think that that affected a lot of pitchers last year in the COVID year where they didn't know when the season was going to start. They didn't have their full kind of preseason to go through their routine and to go through their motion. So um, I think that could be part of it with Bryce. I do. Plus, again, he's in a role that – you know, he's done before, obviously in Tampa, he's done it before coming out of the bullpen, but this is something very different to him to be a full-time bullpen guy. You know, he's not pitching every fifth day. He's pitching, you know, uh, very miscellaneous outings. So I think being a creature of habit definitely plays into it, whether it was the opt-out or now he has a completely different role. And obviously some guys are able to um, adapt more. You've seen a million starters from bullpen guys that end up being studs. But, you know, a guy, you know, uh, some people can. I don't know. Um, but, but I do think creature of habit um, can play into how bad that he's been early on. It's a very – especially with pitchers, it's a very fair – it's a very fair guess. It's a very fair evaluation of that situation because they do. They – you know, you, you miss a start. You're late. You're postponed a day. It can really fuck a guy up sometimes. So it's I not- just never – I didn't know – I didn't know going – even going into 2020 and all the arms that the Dodgers had, I didn't know if Price was – you know, even that gr- great of an option as a starter. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but again, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I, it could be a little bit from the layoff, could be from the new uh, transition to the bullpen. He just yeah. hasn't been the same guy. Well, I mean, and further, like seeing him in the bullpen, he doesn't really have the stuff he used to. Like he's, he's mostly yeah. off speed pitches now. He's trying yeah. to do, he's just trying to do breaking balls and sliders and things. I don't see and a that's lot of the, balls. No, and that's the, um, that's the gift about being a lefty is once you're washed as a starter, you can revitalize a career as a uh, pen guy, or if you're never able to make it a starter, you're able to come out. Lefties hang around the league for so long. They do. And whether their stuff is great, not great. How I many lefties do you see in, around the league that are in the league? Probably just because they're lefties. Um, so, I mean, that, that will have him stick around for a while, but I just didn't know how much he had left in the tank. Um, looking at his numbers now, um, he was pretty. He was pretty good for the last couple of years. I think 2019 was kind of the year where 
he had kind of like a fall off. Not not a big one, but you know, he had a ERA in the fours that year. Every other year, we're in the threes mostly. So um, I didn't know after 19 if he was even going to be, you know, one of these guys that would be able to be relied upon. Then the layoff happened, and now he's in the bullpen. So I think Sharon's right; a creature of habit thing could could be a factor. That yeah, and and I think when he comes back from his stint, whether it's a his injury stint or whatever, you know, his then when he gets back on the mound, basically, it, maybe he won't be as bad. It's hard to say. Maybe he was bad because he was hurt. Like that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, and that's that's logical. It's, it's possible. Completely possible. So, mm-hmm. so we have all those guys, and then May gets hurt over the weekend. That's a killer yeah. because even though the Dodgers have so many starters. Like he's one of the better, he's one of the ones with the better stuff, and to have him gone for an extensive period of time, that is going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I didn't obviously watch the game or, or see the injury. I just got a text. I said, you know, sounds like Dustin May could be fucked, and I read the news, and it's never that's never good when you when you hear about elbows and shit like that. So, I mean, all the best to him. I mean, he's one of the. Uh, you know, one of the most electric arms and young electric arms in baseball and obviously a big part to what you guys do moving forward. So, um, you know, again, you know, you guys, the, the crazy thing is even if you lose him, you know, you start a playoff series, you're starting with Kershaw, you're starting with Walker Bueller, and you're starting with uh, Trevor Bauer. So, I mean, it's it's crazy, but that also plays into the bullpen, right? So because you guys do have a lot of starters, you might be able to transition some guys to the bullpen in the postseason. Maybe a guy like Dustin May comes out and, and is able to kind of be a bridge guy. Say somebody doesn't give you a lot of innings, he's able to come in in the you know fifth or sixth inning, throw two, three shutout innings. Yeah. Now that, that could hurt you guys in the long run where, okay, we don't need six starters for the postseason. Let's transition two to the bullpen and bulk up our bullpen. And you know now Dustin May probably won't be you know in that category. Yeah, that's that. It is a bummer. I'm getting an update from uh, from from the chat. They're saying mm-hmm. May has UCL damage. Then then that's yeah. yeah that's I, I knew I went. Yeah. The last I heard of it, somebody texted me and they said that that he had elbow elbow issues. And now that it's UCL damage, that doesn't sound great. No, oh, that's too bad. He's a good kid too, so that's a, it's a bummer. Well, we hope for as speedy a recovery as possible, Dustin. We'll see how it goes. Um. So let's continue with um, some of the topics. If you have a question for us about baseball, go ahead and send it in. Um, just go, if you're well, you to, if you're watching live on YouTube, just type it right in the chat. It's right there in front of you, and then ask any question you'd like about any team. We're not going to get any questions about the Brewers or like. I'm probably not going to get one about the the Royals. Although Marquise, even though they're maybe. playing really good baseball. You know, it's funny. It is. It's true. They re- they are. I, I mean, listen, I'm, I I like them this year a lot. I liked what they did. Um, I think Sharon actually mentioned it as well. Him and I were texting. and He brought up the Royals um, in the offseason as well. And uh, on my preview podcast, I picked them. And my my, my uh, fantasy podcast, I picked them, you know, doing mm-hmm. as the over. Um, I really like what they did this year. I thought that they were better than people that people gave them credit for. And I really like the over there. And right now it's looking pretty good. Yep. Okay, so let's. And bring... Oakland was another team too. Yeah, so. uh, I'm not as big on Oakland, but <laughs> we'll see. They did start off great, though, for what it's worth. Oh, Oakland's playing great. Yeah, Oakland's playing great. Uh, I don't trust them, <laughs> but I, but they are. You're right. Yeah, there's no question. And, but that that division also isn't like a powerhouse. So right, you know the the, the Astros have scuffled. Yep. Um, the Angels. I mean, I don't know when they'll ever get pitching. I mean, I just don't know when they're ever going to figure well, that t- out. Tonight's going to be a good test, actually. Because Otani's going to start against Glass now. Well, yeah, I mean, when Otani starts, obviously it's a different story. But mm-hmm. you know, it, I, I just, I, I never, whether it's their bullpen. Um, I know they have Russell Iglesias right now, and they're trying to build a bullpen. They have Myers or whatever Myers. Um, I know they're trying to build a bullpen, but it's just like you have Mike Trout for how many years? You got Anthony Rendon, who you gave a ton of money to. You got Otani now. You have all these guys. And you have to build pitching around them if you want to win. And yeah. the GM hasn't done it for years. They've had the best player in baseball forever, and they have what one postseason appearance, no, and mean, they got knocked out. I mean, it's, it's the pitching. It, it, it's been the pitching. It's been the pitching. Been the pitching. And now yeah. that's what they. That, so it's it's fairly easy this time. Now now it's I feel like there's very little in terms of holes in their offense, except for Albert Pujols, but he's gone after a year. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure his guy is going to be out of there. But I mean, I'm still not crazy high in their offense. I still think you right. know. Uh, Upton isn't like great, okay. but I think that guys like David Fletcher is pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Um, the table yeah, great. I, yeah, obviously Rendon. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. Obviously Rendon, Otani, 
um, Trout. They got a, they have a good offense. They do, but I'm not going to say that they're a very you know top to bottom, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like circular offense like you guys have or whatever. But um, no, they have they have some good names there. Their offense yeah. should be able to bang. I like Jared Walsh as well. He's one of the he's the younger. Yeah, guys. the first baseman. He's yeah. been playing good. Very good. Very good. I'm playing good. Okay, yeah. let's get to these questions. I'm sorry, guys, for taking so long. Okay, let's so do it. Question number. The next question from uh, Sharon. He asks, Cap, are you surprised by Chapman? I am. I am. Um, I'm surprised. Maybe not by. This is what I'm surprised about. Is obviously the splitter has been a game changer for him. Um, you know, he was kind of predictable. You know, he was a slider fastball guy and you saw like people sitting on his slider, sitting on his pass ball, waiting for a pitch and, and trying to drill it. I mean, you know, last year he couldn't get out Brousseau. You know, if he had the splitter last year, the Yankees could potentially win that series. Brousseau was fouling every fastball back, every fastball back. Then he finally got a hold of it. What I'm really surprised about with Chapman is his control. How many times have we seen Chapman come in, especially early in the season and not know where the hell the ball is going? Now, you know, he'll start out, he'll walk a guy off the three straight balls. This year, his control has been impeccable. Um, you know, he doesn't have those issues where, you know, some nights you just know he's sweating up a storm and you're like, he just doesn't have it. And he hasn't hit that yet. Again, he's only pitched 10 innings. By the 10 innings, he's looked absolutely unhittable. His fastball's already sizzling. The weather hasn't even warmed up. He's hitting 101, 102. He has a splitter that looks deadly, and he still has that slider. So he's a very, very dangerous pitcher right now. But what has surprised me about him more than anything has been the control. Because anybody who's watched the Yankees know that he has some of those nights where he comes out and he just has no idea where the ball's going. He's bouncing balls up there. He's throwing balls over the catcher's head. He's walking guys. And we haven't seen that at all. He's his. And Lou brought this up on my Twitter as well. His delivery is a lot more fluent, a lot more compact. He doesn't hitch anymore. And maybe that's helping his control. He's looked deadly. Um, I think this is the best Chapman we've seen in years. And uh, the control has been a pleasant surprise. And, and his stuff early. You know, it takes a little while for some of these power pitchers to get going. And right out of the gate, he was hitting 100, 101. So, um I don't want to say I'm super surprised. I know he's a he's a really good pitcher, but those are some of the things that have really you know jumped out at me. Love it. All right. So uh, next up from the from the questions, this comes from this comes from Derek. He asks, "Will Judge play more than 110 games this year?" He better. He better. He hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't played more than a, he hasn't played. He hasn't played more than 115 games since 2017, and that's been like the. Uh, the big debate and this that's the thing with all of this um load management stuff and it's extremely frustrating you know obviously you want to see your guys play every night but if a guy like judge needs to take nights off in order to stay healthy you do it but then that calls into question there's been a lot of debates on do you pay judge and two things can be true aaron judge could be an elite baseball player aaron judge could be a top five baseball player aaron Judge can also be an injury prone baseball player he's going to be 31 next year. Um, He's had injury plague seasons for the past three years. This year, he's already had two issues, and it's only April. We have to see how the rest of the season goes. And a guy with his history, a guy with his body type at his size, down the road, you're either looking at a position change or you're hoping that he can stay healthy enough to produce. So there are – while right now, if he's healthy, you look at his numbers, the guy could be a top-five player in baseball without a doubt. He's he's an elite talent when healthy. But – the things that you're concerned about are also fair. You know, the injury, the age, and, you know, the body size on the moving forward. So to answer your question, is he going to play 110 games this year? I think he does for the simple fact he has to. If he wants to try and be a Yankee long-term, even have a discussion to be a Yankee long-term, this is the year to do it. His age 30 season, if he gets hurt again and he plays 100 games, 110 games, why would the Yankees ever come to the table for an extension with a guy who next year will be 31 coming off four injury-prone seasons? Why would they do that? So does he play 110 games this year? I think he will because he has to. He has to. Yeah, I mean... And the Yankees will handle him as such. The Yankees yeah. will handle him as, you know, kid gloves, as frustrating and annoying as it is. And believe me, I get it because I'm frustrated by it as well. But they are going to will him and baby him to... 135, 140 games. They're going to try to. They're going to try to. I mean, it's more important that he's ready for the playoffs. You know, obviously they have to get to the playoffs too, but, mm-hmm. but, but uh, yeah, and I think, I mean, look, if he's grooving, 
Have him play 110 games. I, I don't think there's... Well, the, the thing for me too, Dave, is um, I've seen this with the Yankees over the years, and we've played the game where as long as they're healthy for October, as long as they're healthy for October. But, you know, you play that game to a fault. You know, you get guys back in September. I remember we had to rush Gary back in 19. We had to rush Seve back in 19. Had to rush Edwin back in 19. Had to rush Stanton back in 19. When you do that, guys are not... They're, they're not in the routine. They're not, their timing isn't down. Things aren't going. So if judge God forbid gets hurt this year and you're like, Hey, as long as he's able to be active for October, I don't like that because sure. He might come out October, hit a home run here or there, but I want these guys to play the whole season or, you know, enough games and, and kind of be healthy down the stretch and to be able to have their timing down, to be able to feel good, to be able to, you know, not have to find their way again. You know, you looked, you saw Gary Sanchez, um, that year, Edwin looked like he didn't know how to play baseball. Uh, Luis Severino was only able to go four innings and some starts. When you start playing that game, whatever it happened effectively- to him? <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Severino in, in like Luis months. Severino. Luis Severino has missed two years pretty much without getting any surgery, and that oh is gosh. well now. Well, I shouldn't say that he missed all of nineteen without getting any surgery. Then oh. obviously he had the then obviously he had the Tommy John. So um, he should be coming back at some point this year. That's a discussion for a later day. What happens when he comes back, or you know, he should be in the rotation if he's back in time. But I can't trust any of the Yankees timelines. I see Sevy's living the dream though. He's on boats. He's hanging out with his wife and kids. He's living it up. Hopefully he's facing live pitchers. Live. I think he's either facing live batters or he had faced live batters. So tweet like that um, a couple days ago. But um, he should be back by June. He should be back by June for July or July, maybe All-Star break. Who knows? But he should be back this year. He okay. should be. Yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, plenty of time to heal, so we'll see. Yeah. Next question. All right, coming up. Uh, let's see. From RKO, he asks, are you worried about the Yankees rotation? So I'd be, I, it's been a small sample size, and I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't because every year we have pitching concerns. Obviously, Garrett, Garrett Cole's a horse, but the two guys we got, Kluber and Tyon. Number one, they have to stay healthy. Um, I think that Tyon's pitching better than some of what his results have looked like. Um, but, and also, Corey Kluber has come off two good starts. And again, guys, it was against Cleveland, and it was against Detroit. So, But Kluber's stuff the other day looked good. His stuff was moving. His stuff looked good. And I think as the weather warms, both of their velocities will get a little better. Um, Am I worried? I think as of right now, I think that they have a chance to be a a, with Garrett Cole. I I just don't know if they have that guy, RKO, where once a playoff series starts and you have Cole, you feel confident handing the next guy the ball yet. I don't, we're not, in my opinion, we're not there yet. The only guy who I'd say I would do that to is results aside this year is Monty. I saw Monty did in the playoffs last year. Monty had a good year when he pitched, I believe it was 2018. I don't think we have that guy where, okay, we have Cole, and then I feel comfortable giving the next guy the ball. Not yet. Uh, maybe if Kluber continues on in the right trend, it's possible. Uh, maybe if Tyon continues in the right trend, it's possible. Um, Domingo Herman looked good his last start. Maybe he's possible. I just don't think right now you have a clear-cut guy behind Garrett Cole where you say, hey, ALDS, we're going to line up Cole, this one, this one, and we're good to go. I don't think we're there yet. And until every Yankee fan has been World Series of bust since 2017. So until we get to that point going into October, sure, I'd be concerned about the rotation. But obviously things could change over the next five, six months. Somebody could emerge or – like I said, Kluber and Tyon could kind of get on a stretch where they could be very good, but they have to be healthy. You know, health is is the number one topic with this team. So they have to be healthy, be effective, and we'll see if we have those guys or two guys where after Garrett Cole we can hand the ball to and we can feel good. Listen, in 2017, we might have not had the ace or the horse, but you felt comfortable. I mean, Seve was at the time. Let's 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 not forget about that. Actually, Seve was our ace, but you felt comfortable giving Seve the ball. You felt comfortable giving. Uh, Tanaka the ball and you even felt comfortable that you're giving CC the ball in the postseason so this year we have to have those guys where you're not kind of watching with one eye open where you're like okay you know we're going to give Garrett Cole and then we have the next night we're going to give it to this guy and I feel confident doing that I don't think we're there yet mm, okay yeah I, I I would agree with you because I feel like there's that's a pretty clear deficiency of that of that team like Cole is amazing every time you see him pitch like it's you never have Tremendous. to worry about him everybody else it's like you just don't know yeah. And to, to the Yankees' credit, their rotation has been – they started off a little rush, a little rough, but 
leading up to the past couple weeks, they've been they've been pretty good. And uh, granted, they've played teams like Cleveland. They had a, teams like Cleveland, Baltimore, and Detroit. Detroit. But yeah. listen, the Yankees would be getting killed if they lost to those teams. So right. you can't right. when they beat them, you can't Fair just be point. like, oh, it was it was it was Detroit. Plus, like I said, the stuff looks good. You look at the advanced metrics. You look at the Statcast. The stuff is getting better, and that's all you want to see. As long yeah. as you're able to get better, hopefully you have that guy, like I said, RKO. If we're able to get that guy where we can hand the ball to after Garrett Cole and feel comfortable, then I'd feel a lot better going into October. We're getting some good questions in the chat. <laughs> this is <laughs> Let me get to the next one. Here we go. Let's hear it. First of all, before we get any, any further, um, Cap, your LGY pod is now a yeah. thing. It's on uh, – it's on – what is that thing I showed you? Um, Spreaker. Spreaker. Thank you. Um, yeah. um, it's on Spreaker. It's on the. It's on Apple Podcasts. Do you have any of your episodes on YouTube? Is that going to be a thing? So that's the thing. Like what you're doing right now with me, how you have your background, your logo, and everything like that. Number one, um, when it comes to tech, um, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Um, I eventually wanted things on YouTube. I wanted my reactions on YouTube. I wanted my um reaction the next morning of a big game on youtube i wanted things on youtube so like i said i have all these ideas i had merch ideas because the yankee merch out there is fucking trash so i had merch ideas i had so many things that i wanted to do but life gets in the way i've been super busy with work i've been super busy with my personal life and all these things that i wanted to do is takes a lot of time and effort and not that i don't want to do it i'd love to do it but i have other priorities that kind of go ahead of podcasting unfortunately that i have to take care of so um Eventually, I do want to get it up on YouTube. This year, I 100% want to get up on YouTube um, and, you know, kind of make a small name for myself. Very small where I get, you know, some listeners. I get people who can send in questions. I get people who, you know, interact with my pod, which I have a small gathering right now, but I want to grow that a little bit. So um, I do want to get on YouTube. I think I'm going to have to have a powwow with you on how things work. And mm-hmm. like I said, you were, you were integral in, in me setting up a podcast learning how to set up a podcast and feeling comfortable recording a podcast. I've done it with you so many times. So I've given you a lot of credit for, you know, me being able to start one, but um, yeah, eventually I do want to get on YouTube, but unfortunately I'm not there. I'm not there right now. <laughs> just got this in from Sharon. He says, bald Vinny has some ideas for you. Mm. <laughs> love, love bald Vinny, but his stuff is <laughs> not something I would wear. Nah, not something I would I wear. I hear that. All right, so um, next up, Andy asked me a question. I want to ask you the same one. Sure. He says, when you go to a place to get soup and salad, do you eat the soup first or the salad? Let me think. Or do you do a little I bit th- of both each time? I'm, I think I eat the soup first because it's hot. Oh, okay. I think, I think I haven't had soup and salad at a place in a while, but I do, I do think I go for the soup first. Cool. Okay. Next up, let's see. Is there a, is there a right or wrong answer to that? I don't think, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I, I actually go the opposite way. I go salad first and then the soup, but yeah. there's no way. And I think the reason they did that is because when I went, go, when I, we used to go to soup plantation, they would take you to the salad first. You go through the salad, you get the gotcha. salad, then you pay for your thing and then you eat the salad. That's, I think that's the only reason I do that, but I, I, that's, it's fine for me. Um, okay. So next question. Let's see. I love all the questions. Keep them coming. Yeah, this is great. So if you have a question about baseball, it can be any team, it can be any player, Anything that you want to talk about, um, just go ahead and write to our questions in the YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube Live, uh, just fire away. We've been answering all your questions so far, so we, we, we'll, we'll keep going through the rest of the hour. All right, next. Let's see. Uh, from Sharon, is the Houston series diminished without a majority of fans? Yes, 100%. I have felt like that all week. I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about, oh, you better be there losing your voice. And they and I saw a tweet the other day that they have extra security. For what? There's going to be like 9,000 people there. I mean, you can put your normal security there. Um, I think it is diminished 100%. Um, I think the Astros have skated by, obviously, these past couple of years with the um, with the uh, pandemic and, and just them not having any kind of repercussion from the league. And you saw it in, in, 2000, in 2020 before COVID hit. You saw it. We you know, they're going to go. They're going to go. After their them. apology was an absolute joke. Yeah. I mean, it is fucking laughable. Was their apology a little press conference? And then you saw in spring training, guys, they were getting shit from the fans. People were hitting them. They were getting it. And you know, I think that the Sharon's one hundred percent right. I, in my opinion, I think the no fans things diminishes it big time. I think if there was a 
packed house in the Bronx, 40, you know, 35, 40,000 people there. I think that it would be a very, very hostile atmosphere for them there. I think that the, you know, 12,000, whatever it is that's able to be there with the 33%. I think they'll hear it. I think the Yankee fans will be vocal. I think that they deserve to be vocal. I see a lot of people saying, oh, four years ago, get over it. We haven't been able to to razz these guys in person. Let us have a little fun. You know what I mean? Uh, let us have a little fun. But, no, I agree with Sharon. I do think it's diminished. I, I felt like that all week. And these guys are, you know, maybe, you know, down the road, if we meet them in October, or I don't think we have another series with them at the Bronx this year. But um, if they ever come to the Bronx with a full house, I mean, the Astros are always going to be, as long as Altuve's there, as long as some of the guys are there, they're always going to be hated by by some Yankee fans. But yes, it, I, I believe it does diminish the series. Yeah, it was. It was. It, I think what it really did was, as you were talking about, it really diminished what the impact would have been in 2020. But that's fairly common knowledge. Of this Rob time. Manfred basically said, "Your punishment is going to come from the media and the fans." Which they had no fans all year. Yeah, they, they basically got said so they're going to face their. They're going to face their punishment all year, I believe was his quote. Yeah. From who? From the from the fucking uh, security guy, you know, in, in the in the fifth row. Like there was no <laughs> there was nobody in the ballpark. There was nobody in the ballpark. So they skated by with no problem, and they were successful. They got to the ALCS. I truly believe if they were facing you know full stadiums and you know obviously a normal 162, I don't think they get that far. No, I agree. I agree. They really did. They really did. It was just, it was a disgrace. Uh, they, they, I mean, disgrace. listen, ba- the way baseball's handled in general is a disgrace. I mean, yeah. I see every night a, a, a blatant discrepancy with umpiring every night, whether yeah. it strikes or balls review. Why do we have review? Why do we have review? Every night there's a fucking issue with review. I think Rob Manfred is a cancer to baseball. I think he's one of the worst uh, commissioners in any sport in sports history. You, I, we can have a whole hour podcast on Rob Manfred alone. I can't stand him. I think he's clueless, and I think he's handling baseball the complete wrong way. And what he did with the Astros is laughable. Basically saying, "Oh, you're 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 going to get your punishment from the fans," and then you know they played uh, you know half a season in, in empty ballpark. So it was a joke. But I mean, he didn't know that at the time, right? But it's still you didn't. You didn't. But still, it should have been. Listen, no players got punished for it. No player. That's, that's mind blowing. It. it really, it really is mind blowing. And guess what? Both managers are managing big league clubs now. So yeah, that's right. That's right. Freaking AJ Hinch has a job. This only happens in a major league baseball. I mean, I'm glad he's 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 managing the Tigers because him sucking and going to the ballpark with zero chance to win games is everything that man deserves. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild. All right, so let me get you the next question because this is a pretty good one. This is from Andy. Okay. He says, Andy in Seattle. He says, yep. Let's see. Cap, would you give up sex for the rest of 2021 if it would ensure a Yankees 2021 World Series victory? No. <laughs> can't do it i think the yankees if they're able to get you know uh to october or whatever obviously like dave said we have to get there i think they'll have as good as a shot to win the pennant as anybody in the american league so i'd, I'd take my chances that they could win it on their own i don't need a guarantee that will uh, affect my personal <laughs> good answer i think i think yeah. yeah all right next up let's see uh let's see Okay, Sharon, flat pepperoni or cupped pepperoni on your slice? Cupped, 100%. I mean, it's kind of a trope, but I agree. Cupped is great. It's really great. So, What, is, what does Sharon think? Uh, that's a good question. Sharon, get it on the chat. What, what would you say? Are you, in, are you in on the cupped slice, cupped pepperoni or flat pepperoni? It's interesting. I'm yeah. cu- I think cup's great. Yeah. I think it's the first time I had the cups. I, if I'm, I, I'm not correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the first time I remember having cupped pepperoni was at Defara in Brooklyn. Yeah, I feel like whenever I have like a yeah, top-notch really elite slice of pizza and it's a pepperoni, the pepperonis are always cupped. It so. was very good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's my remem- memory of it. Okay, so he asked a serious question too. He says, "Will there be retaliation in the in the Yankee series against the Astros?" You know, I think. It's a good question. I think um, I think it has a possibility to do it. Obviously, the game conditions have to, you know, uh, appeal to it. You're not going to be hitting guys in a one-one game, and you know, you're trying to win ball games. But I do believe that there could be something. I think that the fans expect it, and there might be a pitcher, whether it's out of the bullpen or a starter, that you know will hit somebody to do something to not appease the fans. But you figure that there's going to be something there. 
I know that the Yankee players definitely hold animosity toward you heard their you heard their press conferences, you heard everything that they had said, you know, through that whole scandal, and you heard the back and forth, whether it was from Correa and and things like that. So I would think that the Yankees players still I know Judge probably definitely holds some kind of a grudge or or whatnot. So do I think there's gonna be retaliation? I think there's a good possibility you can see a guy hit. I I, I think so. And I could be way off. I mean, I, I could. These guys might not even give a shit anymore. But um, I think that I think there's still some guys in that clubhouse that do give a shit. So. Right on. It's just interesting. I mean, I've never been a fan of that whole thing anyway. But I, it's not. It's it. I feel like you can give them a pass in this situation. This is a very extraordinary circumstance. And as we were talking about, baseball didn't do squat to. to and the, the Yankees never had a chance to really retaliate. Yeah, them. exactly. You know, you even, know, even, just... even like even like I mean, the Dodgers did. So yeah. even last year. You know, when they played that short that short schedule, they played teams that retal that that wanted retaliation. Whether it was the A's, the the Dodgers, teams like that were throwing at them. They were showing them that, hey, you guys are fucking cheaters. You know, we didn't appreciate what you guys did. And the way you, I think the worst part is the way they went about it. Um, how they were so, especially AJ Hinch and, and Corey. How those AJ Hinch was asking, oh, if we thought that that would that would help us, we would have practiced that. You know, all spring training. Like, no, you guys are fucking blatantly cheating. Like. We know you were cheating. So I think yeah. the way that they handle it, and then Correa basically thinking he's ripping a WWE promo every time he was interviewed. I think the way they went about it, and then, you know, Alex Bregman is like the cockiest guy in the world, and he's doing his apology. I want to apologize for the action. I mean, it was a joke. That was, was a, a joke. That so, was a bullshit apology. It was a joke. So really I think was. the way I think the way they went about it, some teams, you know, got their flesh last year, and the Yankees haven't. So yeah. I do think that there's an opportunity for the Yankees to have some retaliation. There this is, year. but there's a degree oh. of this that's a little too late. Like Springer's not even on the on the Astros anymore. He's not, but uh, so Correa is, who was one of the most vocal guys about it. Uh, right. Jose Altuve was one of the most vocal guys about it. And you got to remember, this didn't only happen in 17. I think that's a misconception right. that people are like, it happened four years ago. No, it fucking didn't. Go read the <laughs> Wall Street Journal. Go read all these reports. They cheated after 2017. Yeah, yeah. So guys like Michael Brantley, he was on the Astros after 2017. Right. Lance McCullers, who you know I can't fucking stand. He's one of the most punchable faces in baseball. <laughs> he was popping shit after 2017. Right. So yes, there are some guys in that clubhouse that are not there. You you know, right. Jordan Alvarez wasn't one of them. Obviously, a couple other guys, but Altuve, Correa, Bregman, those guys are still there. McCullers, those guys are still there. So, if the Yankees want to take a, fle- uh, a piece of flesh, by all means, they, they should do it, all and right. it'll the fans will love it. So, yeah, well, I, I, oh, there's no question they'll love it. Okay, so this is the last question for Andy before he gets back to back to his uh, business. He asks. All right. Would you want MLB to scale back interleague play almost entirely, slash like a hundred percent, and bring back more out of division matchups? So, like for example, Yankees playing AL Central teams or AL West teams more than one hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because uh, one of the big reasons is the pitchers hitting. I, I don't like going to the NL parks and my pitchers having to hit. I think it's a boring brand of baseball. I think Rob Manfred wanting to bring more offense to the game. You don't have a, a guy in a whole league. You don't, you're the eight. I mean, the seven, eight, nine hitters on an, on the majority of national league teams are weak. I mean, the pitcher is obviously weak and then your eight hitter probably isn't your, isn't a really good hitter. So for the, for the fact that I don't want to see my pitchers hit, I would like to scale it down. And I think there's way too much, you know, it was, it's cool like growing up when you were able to play like a team like the Braves in the World Series, like now you see so many teams so many times that nothing's like really special anymore. So, I mean, I would like to see it scale down. I mean, um, not completely because I do still think like some of these intercity matchups are bring some juice. Um, you know, I think the Angels Dodgers bring some juice. Obviously, the Yankees Mets bring some juice. So I think some of these intercity uh you know, quote unquote rivalries bring a little juice. So I wouldn't want it scaled down 100%, but I think that, you know, everybody playing everybody in the league doesn't make, you know, some matchup special anymore. I think that if you, if you were able to scale it down where, you know, say the Yankees play the Dodgers once every four or five years, that makes that series extremely special when they actually right, play. Right, right, right. So right. I, I do, I do think I would like to see them scale it down. Um, I wouldn't say 100% completely, but I don't like us playing so many interleague games because I hate seeing my pitchers hit and worrying that, they're going to get hurt because I've, well, you know, I've, I've had so many of my pitchers get hurt hitting. Yeah, so. and a couple of things about that. So number one, uh, just to answer Andy's question too, because you asked me the same question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm completely in your boat on this. Like I, I this just this is too much interleague play. It just this isn't it isn't that exciting. Like I don't really care 
if we play the Royals or not every year. You know, it doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't really affect doesn't really affect my life. And, th- and thank everybody for the questions too. It's, it's oh yeah, thank definitely. you guys. Thank you guys. Great. Those are great. These are great questions too. Yeah. Well, the biggest reason why I I want them to scale it back is because we don't have enough of the intra in, like the inter division games like we don't see enough games against the Dodgers against the Cardinals we don't see enough right. games of like the Yankees against the Indians like it's not right. enough of those games we want I want more of that I don't care if we play some crap team from the other league like right give me more of the games from the other divisions like that's right. the biggest reason for me so mm-hmm. I'm with you cool yeah that's a great question Andy and I'm, I'm all I would in a perfect world there would be no interleague play I'm just I don't need it, but but yeah. you're right in that. I think the, in, the it makes something ones, special, like like yeah. when, when and even when the Yankees went to Dodger Stadium, you know, right, um, right. was in 2019. That was I was into that. Like it was it was Players Weekend. That was a good series, and it's a lot. It's destination for a lot of like, you know, Dodger fans want to go and buy tickets for that. Yankee fans, a lot of Yankee fans flew to LA to watch that series because it's a two marquee, two historical franchises playing each other. You know that usually don't, which makes it cool. Yeah. Pretty good stuff, no, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm hoping they do that sooner rather than later because it's just it's just weird that you can only play the Cardinals or the Cubs or the uh, well, it used to be the Astros, or maybe the Pirates, like two series a year, like one at yeah. home, one on the road. It's just like that's not enough. You need to do at yeah. least two. So, oh, oh boy, almost took off my head. But okay, so um, Let's see. Do, do, do. Any more questions, you guys? Like, uh, Feel free to ask them in the chat if you're watching on YouTube Live. We've got about another maybe 10 or so minutes left. So we'll, we'll go with that. Um, I am getting... That's to... it. That went by quick. Yeah, it was pretty good. That's great, isn't it? I mean, look, this is good news for, for just in general. I'm really glad that this new format is working. Like, it seems like we this get... This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, I did get a, I did get a silly question... Will a dick cow pod for food, meaning my new show, Davey is eating a sandwich, will there be a sports component? And that's from Sharon as well. And Dude, I, 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 the Instagram, I forgot that even existed until you started posting again. Yeah, you I just revived that, that man. this weekend. I just started doing yeah, that Yeah, you got to keep up with that. Oh, thank you. I, I'm glad you like that. I, that's kind of yeah. where I'm going with that. Like, I, I mean, the reason, the thing about the Twitch is funny. It's just that I just love the chat thing on there, and now I'm realizing we're getting chat on this thing. So I was like, well, maybe I didn't need to do that anymore. This is cool, man. I, I had messed up because I was, you know, in the middle of doing a bunch of things. I just saw that you tweeted at me. I wasn't even able to tweet it to my followers. I think that, you know, I have almost, you know, uh, over 1,100 followers on Instagram. I think a few would pop on and want to hear me and you talk baseball. So I think we should do this again. I'll retweet it before I come on, and hopefully we'll get some more people in the uh, in the chat. Yeah, that sounds great. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. You can just put the you can put the and you can put the uh, replay of this too on your. Yeah, on your, I will. That channel. wasn't smart of me. I should have done because this. I love uh, the questions and the feedback, like the instant from the question stuff. I, I really enjoyed. That. It was very good. I would happily yeah. do this again for sure. Yeah, for so, sure. Okay, so let's, we do have an actual question in, and he's mm-hmm. it's from Sharon. He says, "Dave, are you sick of Otani?" No, I'm not, because because he, he as a batter, he's actually pretty good. Like he's a pretty solid hitter. So I'm not really that. Annoyed at him. Um, the starting thing, I, I'm not. I mean, he's having a good start for what it's worth. Like he's, he's got like a three area. He's, he's a good starter. But is he overrated? I mean, a little bit. I mean, some, he keeps getting hurt. Number one, and then I'm not sure. I'm going to need to see the rest of the season play out before I can really evaluate him as a starting pitcher. He's never done it. He keeps getting hurt all the time. Now I. I have been very annoyed at him in recent years because I feel like for what they paid for the angels did to get him all the money they put in and everything else. I don't think he's delivered the hype to the hype at all. I wouldn't call him a franchise player by any means. He actually, he wasn't paid that much money. Oh, he wasn't paid that much. Well, I guess it was the no. buying fee then. It, wasn't it was, that, I think that was the last time that the posting fee was going to be that low. Okay. Cause I remember that's I, the Yankees. I wanted them to get him because he wasn't going to cost a lot of money. But the thing with Otani that, you know, gets lost is every time he does something, it's compared to Babe Ruth. And the reason why it's compared to Babe Ruth, because nobody, there hasn't been any other guys who have been pitching and hitting. Right. So obviously everything he does, whether, you know, he hits a double in this inning, a single in this inning, it's going to be compared to what Babe Ruth did because nobody else has done it. And, and I think people are starting to get that a little, you know, a uh, little fuzzy that he's not Babe Ruth. He's a very talented – I mean, this guy does things that nobody else in baseball could do. I can't deny that. 
but he's not Babe Ruth. So every time he does something, Babe Ruth's name comes up. And for me, that's what gets a little annoying because he's not Babe Ruth, you know? So, um, but again, with you, like you said, with him, it's, it's the injury. So if he's able to stay healthy, he's a special player, man. He's a guy that comes out, throws 100 miles an hour, and then, you know, can come up with, in the pitcher spot and hit a 450-foot home run. You know, we haven't seen that from anybody, really. So he's a very special player. Um, don't get me wrong. Obviously, with him, it's it's all the health. Yeah, I think so too. Not, not nobody should if they and I don't. I'm saying nobody is, but nobody should either. Um, compare him to being like an all timer like Babe Ruth yet. I, I feel like that's what people are like when he does something. Like, oh, he's the first guy to do it since, since Babe, Babe Ruth. Ruth. But of people course. are starting to think that he's like a Babe Ruthian, and he's not. He's not. <laughs> no. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's, but really he's good. Not, I, I, yeah, he's not Ruthian. No, no, no. It, it takes something very special to be Ruthian. So, mm-hmm. right on. Okay, one more question from Sharon. He asks, "Who has made more of an inroad in LA?" And I, I think, the, is it just in general or just Great in question. the last five questions? Well, between the two, who's made more of an inroad in LA? And I don't know. If I get. Well, let me just read it. Who's made more of an inroad in LA? The Angels or the Chargers? Well, I'm going to ask you that question. You're an outsider. You might have a better feel for it. So as an outsider, I think that because it's the NFL, I don't, you know, to be honest with you, usually the NFL is king and the Angels, I mean, the Chargers haven't won anything. The Angels haven't won anything. So for me, they're both kind of, I don't want to say irrelevant because the Angels playing the AL and I have to keep my eye on them um, with the Yankees, but, and I'm a bigger baseball fan, but um, that might be more of a question for you because you live in the state and you see who cares about what and things like that. But for me as an outsider, um, I mean, obviously, you know, football's football, but right. as a baseball fan, I never really, you know, thought that L.A., you know, that the Angels well, were, you know, this big market team, and they are. They're, they're in L.A., but it doesn't have that big market feel. I mean, saying in L.A. is kind of interesting. I, I think in the city itself, I don't think either one has made much of an inroad, right? So yeah. the question isn't really so much who's moving the needle more in this town. I, I think it's kind of a wash, to be honest, but... If you're just talking about who's moving the needle more in general, it's the Chargers because all the memes about the Chargers charging a game, blowing games, messing up games, and how they lose in spectacular fashion. Like, the more, more people know who they are. I don't think barely anybody knows who the Angels are. Like, they're all that Trout, okay. And, like, Mike Trout is the biggest name in baseball, and I really do believe if he played in any other city, there'd be, he'd be way more relevant. Way more relevant. More relevant. We've talked about if this. He played a, not even in a different city, maybe even on a different team in the same city. He'd be way more relevant. It's yeah. just here we have. We've talked about this for for years. If you yeah. see what he's doing this year, Dave, he's 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 a, he's a video game. I mean, it's insane what he's doing. Yeah, I you know it's interesting, Sharon. I honestly don't have an answer to that question. It just seems about. Uh, it's, I mean, I guess I think more of the Angels day to day myself, but I think I'm similar to Jerry, where I'm just thinking more about baseball right now than football. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to ask someone else who's like a Chargers. Like, is there so like a when, you, when you got when 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 you guys play the Angels, like when the Dodgers play the Angels, is there any juice? Is there any like fan rivalry? Is there any when the Yankees play the Mets? Like, it's fun because the Mets fans are passionate, the Yankee fans are passionate. Um, you know, both. Uh, I I believe, and me and Sharon have talked about this as well. And when the Mets were good in those years of like. 2007 2008 and 2009 and at the same time the yankees were good there was a lot of juice there was a lot of debate whether it's on sports talk radio whether it was with the fans i went to a couple um subway series games both in the bronx and city field and there's a lot of energy there every both teams want to beat the other team both teams want to claim this is our city this which is sometimes stupid but um but there's a lot of juice there a lot of energy there both teams want to beat each other is there that same energy for the dodgers and the angels i'm sure you guys want to oh there's plenty of energy i mean i don't think there's an issue with energy i think what happens is that like three quarters of the fans are dodger fans that's what's so weird about it that's what i mean i mean obviously there uh, in my opinion there's a lot more yankee fans than met fans but the met the met fans have a strong fan base oh no doubt no doubt so it's 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 a very passionate fan base where I don't know if the Angels – you might tell me different, but from an outside looking in, do the Angels have those die-hard, passionate fans? They, that the they have them, or? but it's just that there's not nearly as many as the Dodger fans. Like, it's just okay. so much smaller. But but they're definitely fans. But they, they, they mean, they're just people who just don't like L.A., people who are Orange right. County fans. Like, so mm-hmm. there's that. There's the geographic right. rivalry. So that's inerrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people who just followed them longer. Like, they're just they just like the Angels more. 
There yeah. are people who are burnt by McCourt, so they they mm-hmm. kind of were defected to the Angels. Plenty of those guys. Um, so the Angels have have fans. I I think the Chargers really have almost nobody like compared to the to the Angels. So I guess if you're talking about long term, I'm probably saying that the Angels are making more of an inroad. To... They're more established at this point, obviously. Yeah, no question, no doubt. Yeah. So I I think we'll say the Angels have a bigger thing or a bigger thing. Um, from that standpoint, because it's like all the people who followed the the Chargers from San Diego, well, they're done with them, and right. and all they have left is people who like we are like yachts who will yeah, follow who them. just follows them wherever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, it's an interesting dynamic because the the Raiders they can move to Mars and they're still going to have fans. They're going to be all yep, the same fans are still going to root for them, but the Chargers yep. don't really work that way. So you're right. All right, that's a great question. Um. So there is juice, and I think there's more juice with the Angels now than there had been in the last like three years before because yeah, just the team's just better. Like it's a more fun better, team yeah. to watch. Like there's yeah. a, the lineup's more complete. Um, we still the, we were talking about how the pitching's still a disaster, but at least they have Iglesias as the closer. Yeah. So there's a sure thing now with the closer, and that's not nothing. That's a big thing. And the crazy thing is, like, I think, uh, like, you nailed it when I think Dodgers were going through maybe not the best of years and some of the time, like, early, like, 2000s when the Angels were successful, when they were going to World Series, when they were beating the Yankees. I think that they might have gained a lot of fans there who've kind of stuck, you know, stuck with them. And But, you know, there's a ton of fair-weather fans. You know, you, you see it all the time. So now the Dodgers are the hot team in, in L.A. You know, I wonder how many people defected to the Dodgers. Or, you know, it's just uh, I just didn't know, and you put it, you know, perfectly because you're, you know, right in the heat of it. I just didn't know how strong the Angel fan base was. Obviously, everybody loves a winner. So no matter if your team's winning, you'll fill the ballpark. You know, whether you have strong fan base, no strong fan base. Tell you what, if the, if the Los Angeles Chargers start off next year 7-1, to they're going to have a full stadium. Yeah, you're right. right. Everybody loves a That's winner. True. So I just didn't know how many true, true Angel fans are out there. Yeah. And you gave me the answer. So Okay. Yeah, I think that's a I, – I mean, the Chargers do have the potential to be very good, especially with Herbert now. They look, yeah. they look really fun. So we'll yep. see. We'll see. Okay, uh, last thing, and then we'll go. This from Parcells. He says, Matt Barnes won AL reliever of the month over Chapman. Need a cap explosion here. It's a joke. It's a fun, it's a joke. I mean, Matt Barnes has been has been good. I don't get me wrong, he has been good. But have you watched what Aroldis Chapman has done? I mean, have you watched it? I mean, he's been literally the epitome of unhittable. Um, you know, with his splitter with everything that he has going on. He comes out there, and he used to be sweating like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter. Now he's barely, bre- <laughs> barely breaking a sweat. Oh, he's, barely, he's barely breaking a sweat, and I'm trying to see here. I, I'm, I, know, I know Barnes has been really, really good. Um, but right now I'm looking at the the production for closers. Number one, Matt Barnes has pitched more innings than Aroldis Chapman. Matt, Matt Barnes pitched 14 innings. Aroldis Chapman's pitched 10. And Aroldis Chapman is the second most productive relief pitcher in baseball um Aroldis Chapman hasn't given up a run Aroldis Chapman barely gives up a right-handed but listen guys Red Sox fans have printed shirts that they had a good April so that's where Red Sox nation is right now a once proud (laughs) franchise a once proud franchise who you know wanted rings and wanted to to beat the mighty Yankees are now printing out shirts that they had a 17 and 10 April and they're good and they're good that is that is their bar right now printing out shirts that they had a good April so you know, they, they they might have a ceremony for Matt Barnes in a couple days. Who knows? That's where the Red Sox nation stands right now. Statue. You know, so yeah, maybe a statue, maybe a statue, maybe a statue. You never know. But no, that is uh, to me that's great. And Matt Barnes has been good. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, he sucks. He's been good. But Aroldis Chapman has been elite, and Aroldis Chapman in a lot less innings has been more productive than him. Um, so I think it's a I think Aroldis Chapman 100 percent deserved. All right, I love it. Well, I think this is a good place to end it tonight. This has been a really fun show. Damn, over already? Yeah, can you believe it? I haven't even been able to pour a second cocktail. Ah, next time, next time. Next time, Put it in for, drink it off the air, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Any any final thoughts before we we take off today? No, this was great. Um, Like I said, I would like to do this again with you. Um, These quick hitter, the questions have been great. I'll, you know, tweet it out to my my followers the next time we do it. And, uh... You know, we have an interesting week of baseball coming up. We yeah. have Yankee Astros, which I'm, you know, I should be in the building for one of those games. I'm debating if I want to go Cinco de Mayo. We talked about this, or if I wanted to go um, to see Garrett Cole on Thursday. I'm leaning towards Cole, obviously. 
Um, so we'll see what will be in the building. It's going to be an interesting week of baseball. And um, I want to give a shout out to our fantasy team, VidCap, for being 3-1. and one. And we are the defending champs. Oh, yeah. We are the defending champs. Last year did not count. <laughs> we are the defending champs. I love it. Last year, we, last year they had a change around. There was no head-to-head. Nope. They changed around the whole league. So in right, we are the defending champs. <laughs> this year we are defending our crown. So love I want to give a shout out to everybody in the small ball league. Um, it's been a lot of fun in that one. And uh, let's keep that team rolling, and um, hopefully the Yankees are able to take care of the take care of business against the Astros and in uh, the Bronx. And let's jump on here again next week and talk about it. You got it, man. Oh, next week? Yeah, I'm down. We can do that. I mean, if you're down, I'm down. I think there'll be. I think I think there'll be a lot to talk about. Yeah, so. yeah. We don't, you want to see if we can get our friend Fiddle on on that one with us? Let's do it. I mean, I'll give you guys my. Uh, First-hand info of what it was like in Yankee Stadium with the Astros in the building for the first time nice. in two years. I'll, you know, we'll, 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 we'll have a good chat. So I'll, I'll, I'll tweet it out to my followers, and hopefully Gerald. we have a lot more questions, and we'll be good to go. Gerald, I think that's a, I think that's a plan. So Let's do it. have a Let's good one, it. my friend. Thanks for, t- for checking in. I'll see you, see you really soon, yeah? Thanks, Dave. It was a lot of fun. You got have it, a good man. night. You too. But that was an excellent, excellent, excellent spot. So thanks, Jer. Peace out. We'll see. Well, we we appreciate all you guys writing in the questions. That is a tremendous job out of all you guys. And, um, I mean, that just speaks to good things in our future, that we've got that kind of juice today. So uh, I, thanks again, everybody. This should, this should be a tremendous next couple weeks or so here in the city because we have – yeah, so it's May. Okay. So we have only one more long month of basketball left before we finally get to the NBA playoffs. We'll have juice there, too. Uh, It's going to be a really good time. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in, everyone. This has been a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if you uh, missed any of it, you can go back and watch a replay right here on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Or if you've got the podcast on, just rewind the podcast. It's a podcast. And um, with that, I say good day. Good day to you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. If you, You can keep following us on Twitter. At Ditcow. Where is my little music? Okay. And on the web at Ditcow.com, Facebook.com slash Ditcow, YouTube.com slash Ditcow. And you can follow our pages on those respective sites. Have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, more baseball talk. But until then, we will see you next time. <laughs>